What if I told you for $1, I would introduce you to many different entrepreneurs this week. From all across the country, you'll be able to talk to many different entrepreneurs and I'll coach you for $1 this whole week. And I'll introduce you to my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you take part of that? Well, go to morningmindsetcoffee.com because that's exactly what we're doing here. It's the only organization that gathers entrepreneurs for the betterment of entrepreneurship every single day, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern. We get together, we're growing, we're learning, we're leveling up, we're building on our network, we're building on our net worth, we're earning, we're reading. We got a book club. You'll see a bunch of entrepreneurs coming together, reading the same books every single day, growing together. You need that environment to grow. MorningMindsetCoffee.com. One dollar. I'm going to give you all of this for one dollar. If you want to stay, great. It's $50 a month after that. But right now, we're still running a seasonal promotion where I think the price is somewhere around $25. So get it before the price changes again. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want. All right? MorningMindsetCoffee.com. I'll see you in the morning. What's going on? Welcome back to the Internet's number one success podcast, Into the Mind where we break down and analyze characteristics, strategies, and stories of successful entrepreneurs, investors, and high achievers, where we can together learn from their mindsets and be inspired by their victories, replicate their formulas for success, and avoid some of the mistakes they've made. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, former parkour athlete turned full-time real estate investor and entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to become a multimillionaire before 30 so that I can teach others how to do the same. So today, you might notice that we've got three people on, unless you're listening to the audio and you just found out. We have three people on. We're hanging out with David, Paul, and Sherry. These are investors based out of Georgia, and they are on a mission. They are rocking on a mission right now to obtain and acquire over a hundred million dollars in real estate holdings. I met them at the growth conference just a few weeks ago and they had some phenomenal energy. So we're going to be diving deeply in today to their story, what they've got going on and learn about where they're at in their investing career. So help me out with welcoming them to the show and let's see how we go with uh, sharing the mic today. So what's going on, everybody? How are y'all? Doing great. Yes. Awesome. So I want, to jump, I want to jump into it. And oh, by the way, if any of the listeners are listening, um, if we start to cut out at all, you know, I do apologize, but this is what happens in entrepreneurship. We start making things work. So we got David and Paul driving in their car. I feel like I should be in my car as well. Uh, but me and Sherry, we're stationary. We're at home today. So worst case scenario, we'll kick these two guys out and we'll run the show ourselves. All right. So, let me know. I'm curious. How did all three yeah. of you come together? Like, David, I guess you want to take that one? Sure. So, um, basically, end of 2019, when it was when I started studying the uh, multifamily uh, real estate uh, space. Mm-hmm. And I have a construction business of 20 plus years or so. Um, and I needed some help. At, I was still working in the field a lot. And I needed some help to grow the real estate uh, business. And so I started research. I started putting in some ads and I did them locally in a, uh, the next door app. I figured I'd find somebody close to my house. I found Sherry. We, we met um, a coffee shop, long story short. Uh, I, I had interviewed a couple people. She's super sharp, uh, hired Sherry. Um, she would be, she would come to the office. I'd be out in the field sometimes. Uh, long story short, she's a super, super, super amazing person when it comes to helping with us with everything and anything. And a lot of times she doesn't even need the direction. She mm-hmm. just takes the, the, 
the lead and then just goes and does what needs to be done. Not like call me every five seconds. Hey, Dave, hey, Dave, hey, Dave, hey, Dave. Then as we were, as we were, we were struggling a little bit. Um, so we heard that we needed to start networking more. And what we did was we ended up networking with about five different individuals across the U.S. Paul happened to be local. Um, so we, he, uh, we decided to meet up. He came over to my house slash home office. And from there, um, we just, we collaborated and started running uh, numbers on, on the multifamily space and uh, started getting some stuff under contract. Uh, you know, it took a little bit of time to get some stuff under contract, but uh, that's how we met basically through networking. Man, I love that. I love that. And I got to say, I got see, you just sparked a very important question because I know pretty much every entrepreneur listening right now is like, how the heck do you find a Sherry? Because you just described like, she's like the backbone of everything. When you just described having someone that you can work with where you're not constantly having to follow up. So Sherry, like, I got to know, where do we find, you know, a bajillion of you? How do we make more of you? I don't, I have no idea, but I mean, I'm, I'm feeling really flattered at this moment. I'm just going to say, but, um, you know, I came from a background of, um, a family business and, um, and so my dad was hardcore work ethic. Whenever you're at work, you work. And so sometimes, I mean, David's been so, he's been great. He's like, Hey, Sherry, you know, you can do some of this stuff from home. And I'm like, no, I can't, David, if I'm at home, I have, I have people and things I'll see, a, I'll see dirt in the floor and I'll be like, oh, I need to sweep that up right now, you know, or, oh, there's this and I need to go do that. And so I can't be at home, but when I'm here, it's like I'm here and I'm in it and I'm in the zone, you know? And so, um, uh, having some background in a business family or a family business, I think, and, and having those type of, um, that work ethic, because mm-hmm. my mom and dad both were hardcore at work. You, you work hard for what, you know, for everything. And um, so anyway, but so luckily having some of that background, I, I've been in accounts payable, accounts receivable, hiring, firing, and then in all the details of the work. And, and David will tell you, I'm very detailed and meticulous. I like to know that the decisions I'm going to make are the right decisions. I want to weigh all the things out. I'll talk with my peeps and be like, oh, what do you think about this? Or I'm thinking about that. And, you know, because I do work for David and I used and coming from the kind of business where you used to call the shots, I do. I want to know that I'm getting his approval, you know, and I'm not um, just doing things that he would go, oh, no, you shouldn't have said that. Oh, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, so anyway, um, I, you know, I think that probably just having some getting years of experience under your belt, you know, and then. Luckily, I'm I'm so glad I met David because, like he said, I live right around the corner from him. I saw the ad come up, and I saw the ad, and I was like, "Oh, real estate! That sounds interesting. I've always thought that would be interesting." No, I'm going to go work at Costco. It'll just be easy. I'm just going to go work at Costco. I'm going to get great medical benefits, and and I'm set. You know that kind of thing. And then his ad popped back up again. I thought that's weird because I don't really get on here that much. Why does it keep showing me this? Maybe I should reach out to him. And then the rest is history, you know, so. Wow. You know, that's. And, and, now, and now I own in six apartments, you know, actually in the duplex. So, you know, we're making it happen. I love yes. that. I love that. And that's actually the power right there, too. I love how because David put something out there, right, because he starts getting loud. He starts like what Grant says, promote, promote, promote. Right. Speak about what you got going on. If David said, you know, I don't want to put it out there. You would have never found it. I love what you said. You came across it, kind of brushed it off, but you saw it again. 
like, oh, this, this thing was there. It's persistent. And now this team is beginning to form that team connect. And like the value add you bring, I can tell you from my side, like as in my world as an entrepreneur, and I'm sure David could relate and every other entrepreneur out there, when we find somebody to join on the team that they really help and they bring that value you bring of being able to see and assess what needs to be done. That's critical. So critical. So that's super cool. And Paul, I'm curious, man. Like, so you see like this tag team duos out there and you decide to come on board. What was it about seeing David and Sherry that like, you were like, okay, I'm interested. I think it was more or less, it was, you know, they were local and a lot of the guys that I talked to in the past were not local. So I was like, David, I'm around the corner. Let's, let's connect. Let's see if there's any synergy together. Let's see if we can work together. Um, I said, you know, Dave was like, yeah, come out to the office. So I came out to the office. I brought some of the deals that I was analyzing and we literally like introduced each other, sat down, the three of us, and just literally that day started analyzing deals. We're like, you know, right when we started doing that, I was like, Hey, you know, I mean, if we see a deal that makes sense, we'll put in an offer and then we'll just partner up on the deal together. Like right then and there. Cause obviously a lot of people don't understand this, but multifamily is a team sport. It's not like single family where you're taking down deals to, by yourself. Multifamily, you have to have a group around you to be able to take down the big deals. You have to, it's imperative. And if you're trying to do it by yourself, I highly recommend getting more people involved because you can definitely grow faster, stronger, and more powerful by having a good team around you. For sure. You know what? I love that because I, I actually always say this, like life is a team sport entrepreneurship is a team sport especially multifamily and multifamily is a new space that i have not yet began diving into so i'm happy to hear you say that and what i want to i want to highlight this because i'm always doing this you guys are going to notice i do this a lot when i hear like a gem i'm going to pull it out because i want to make sure the audience doesn't miss it which is paul you said you went there you said let's find out if there's any synergy not let's go and create synergy not let's figure out how we can force ourselves to work together but let's go discover if there is something here already. And that's critical, right? So now that the three of you, and essentially from my understanding, you said there's five in total, but three of y'all on here right now, as you've been working together, what has that been like? You know, what have been some of the the ups and downs as far as the situations or the deals that you guys have come across? I I mean, I don't think there's really been any, downs to to the group right i mean it's sherry's great sherry runs like like a mad woman on the office side like she's sending that like you know ordering surveys ordering phase one she's the organized person that i mean i'm not organized at all so having her as part of the team is like a home run for me even though we i mean it seems like we know each other forever even though we just met like a year ago right but it's just like she understands like that's i think that's my down suit, David said that's his down suit too. It's just like neither one of us are real, real, real organized because we're always on the go so much. We're constantly analyzing deals. We're constantly running out, doing things. Um, you know, David's still running his construction company some. I've actually got a dental supply company that I still run on the back end, right? That pays the bills and stuff like that. So it's like we're constantly doing things and having Sherry there is more like She's almost like a moderator. She's like, hey, Paul, you're getting off track. You need to do this. Hey, David, you're getting off track. You need to do this, right? She sort of keeps us in line. It's like having that that office mom in a way. Yeah. <laughs> her laws are being great for us. <laughs> and the other thing, uh, Marlon, is basically just learning to accept people, you know, as they are. Everybody, we all have some strengths 
and um, yep. certain strengths balls has from a sales perspective sherry has more strengths than, you know in the office um I, I love running numbers that's me i'm a numbers guy um and learning just it's accepting people uh and our faults and then the other big 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 thing about all of us we just have like that drive and work ethic to be like me and Paul, it's a Saturday, Sunday morning, and I'm texting you. He's not going to wait till Sunday to respond to me. Sunday, some people are going to go, oh, I'm not working Sunday morning. Shit. I mean, we were on the phone at 7 or out of town this past Sunday, and he was calling me at 7 a.m., 7.30, because he knows I'm up at 4 and 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I think <laughs> for us. You hit the matrix there for a second, David, but it's yeah. all good. <laughs> the matrix ate you up for a second, but I caught that. And, you know, that's actually really powerful, having a team Great. where Great everybody Great is well, having a team where everybody essentially is on the same work ethic, right? Being able to put in the same amount of hours where you're not convincing. Because, again, I think a lot of people, you know, keep asking that question, like, how do I get my guys to work more? How do I get my team to work more? Listen, you got to find the people that already want to do that. And I want to highlight something, um, you know, Paul, you brought note to, and David, you know, you kind of alluded to this as well, where as you're in these multifamily deals and you're analyzing a lot of deals, you also have something else on the back end that is allowing you to go for the day-to-day, right? To keep the lights on because multifamily, and correct me if I'm wrong, can be, has a tendency to be a longer turnover time, right? It's a longer cycle from start to finish to get a deal done to really be able to extract the profit from it and things of that nature. So for newer people that are maybe starting to look at the space, would you recommend if they don't have anything going for them, they maybe first get something established for the day-to-day or is it okay to just say balls to the wall, jump deep in, um, you know, kind of how would you, you know, advise for someone to maybe enter the space? Would there be things that you wish you knew entering into the space that you didn't know at the very beginning. And I think that you've got to be realistic and know that on a multifamily deal, you're going to be looking at a timeline of somewhere probably between 90 to 120 days from the time that you get a deal under contract, not from when you start analyzing, but from when it's under contract to the time you're going to close on it, because you've got to get your environmentals and your surveys done and things like that. And right now, a lot of these guys are backed up. They're not even able to, to, get to the surveys or their environmentals for 45 days, which is pushing all your closings back. So to answer the question, I think that if you, if you've got money saved up, then it's fine. But if you don't have like a little bit of a nest egg set aside to be able to pay their bills, maybe looking to start like wholesaling houses to get started. Or, or, you know, if you want to just do real estate full time, wholesale some houses or something like that, where you can quickly wholesale a house and make $10,000, which will pay your bills for at least a month. And then if you sell one, you know, wholesale one house um, or something along those lines. I mean, it's great to have some sort of a, a backup plan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and some, some way to make money because otherwise you're just going to stress yourself out. And then you might not, you might be pushing so hard because you're like, oh, my money's running short. Let me try to push this deal so hard that you might make the wrong decision and get into the wrong deal. And that's, that's big. Right. Like getting into because you'll see it like um, with especially in the multifamily space, any space in real estate, but especially in the multifamily, you're going to be passing on a lot of deals before you say yes. Before you For come sure. across the one that works, you're going to be saying no to a lot. Yeah. And then on top of that, you basically once you find a deal that makes sense, then everybody else wants that deal. So 
you may, may take you 10 of those deals to get one under contract. So yeah, having a, a like Paul said, and what you asked about having some, having some income, having something back, a backup, um, doing, starting small is it doesn't hurt because I started back in like 2004 with the single family stuff um, mm-hmm. and then ran away from real estate for a little while. 2019 came along. We were hitting it hard for once we learned the space. Cause I, I went under, I learned from two different groups. Um, basically we would run numbers, run numbers, run numbers, run numbers, run numbers on all these deals. And we weren't getting stuff under contract because uh, it's very competitive to space. So once we went back to, to the basics, to our smaller properties, it opened up the door to the bigger ones. So um, that's what we started. We went back and got a, a duplex. We did a flip, got another flip, you know, and then it started building on there and it's, and that's helped us get a, a exposure and then have um, you know, some brokers and real estate agents help bring deals to us. I love that. And so let me ask you this question, right? Because I think as people are, you know, listening and they're thinking, okay, like, you know, I've got to be able to analyze deals, analyze deals. Are you, and I ask this because I work with um, a lot of wholesalers, right? And, you know, they often struggle, especially like when they're on the phone with the sellers, uh, like, oh, it could almost be a deal. It's like, are you finding deals or are you making deals? And I make that differentiation. So, um, yeah, I, I think I grab it. Um, we started trying to find deals for a little while. We were taught, um, you know, to go into different um, systems that define multifamily property owners. And then you could skip trace and find numbers and try that route, whether it be emailing, uh, cold calling, um, or doing mailers. So we've done a lot of all of that, but not on a large scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were successful um, in the realms of we, we, that route didn't work. Ours was you know, finding deals that were out in the, out in the space, stuff that, you know, might've been a little smaller that your bigger, bigger groups don't want the smaller stuff. And nope. then um, stuff that might've been sitting around for a long time. Um, and maybe someone sees this little city name that they've known nothing about. And it may just be a suburb, you know, we're doing that. And that seemed to help uh, escalate us. So, for us, it wasn't making the deal. It was more or less uh, uh, finding the, finding the deal. You know, find from. Uh, I think I'm screwing up my words here, but um, you know, the internet, and then then finding people that would send stuff to us off market. Um, and and lately, I, what we've done a lot of is we've started to um, we've started to talk to a lot more brokers. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking to these brokers, we're letting them know, look, what we're looking for is off-market deals. And um, like I said, I mean, networking is everything. Like we, Dave and I go to a networking event here. It's called CCC, Contractors and Closers event. They've got them. They're, they're trying to get six cities that they're going this year. So there's, they're going to have one in Miami, Tampa. There's one here in Atlanta, Phoenix, Arizona. Um, but they're, they're doing them all over. So we happen to go to one of those events. And at the event, I met Michael Bull, who's with Bull Realty, one of the larger commercial real estate firms. He's the the CEO. Started talking to him. And then the next day, I just emailed him. It was great meeting you at the event. You know, this is what our goal is. We're going to buy $100 million worth of real estate this year. You know, would love to grab lunch or or buy you lunch one day and just talk to you more about it. So then he put me in charge of the, the, with the vice president of 
um, his multifamily group. And she's already sent me within like a week and a half. She's probably sent me six off market deals that she's got that she knows of. So again, it's getting in the rooms, talking to people. You never know who you're going to rub elbows with. That might be the next person that's going to give you a lot of off market deals. It's going to help you get there. Um, so I, I, again, it's, it's connecting with people. And one of the things I want to go back to the people that you meet in network settings. So one of the things I've started doing lately um, within the last year, which I think is really helping out is when you're talking to people, learn about what they do, learn about more about them. What is their strengths? Right. And then once you learn their strengths, it's like, how can I, put what this person does and what their strength is into what my goal is to get to the next level. And you look at everybody and you look at everybody's strengths and you say, okay, this person must might strength might be education. Well, I don't have a spot for education right now, but as I grow in multifamily, yes, we would have, David and I have already talked about it. We would have liked to eventually start training people on how to do real estate more proficiently and, and how to get into commercial real estate and start like that and create a course, which at that point, we need somebody that's good in education, right? So that person, you just write their name down. It might not be now. It might be three years down the road, two years down the road, but I already know that person's good at that. So why not go ahead and put them in my Rolodex, basically, for that position down the road? That is powerful right there. And that is something, it's funny. I don't think I've heard many people ever vocalize that, you know, essentially as you go out and network keeping in tab like because we learn keep a crm of our you know of our leads of our clients of our um sellers things of that nature but actually keeping a crm essentially on the people that we meet at these networking events right the value that they can bring the value ultimately we can bring to them you know so i do want to ask right you said it's about getting in the room and i've been having a lot of people ask me this question on like it's no joke they've been saying how are you finding all the rooms to get into, right? How are you finding the good rooms to get into? So when you're looking for a different events that you feel are, Hey, this one might be worth attending. And maybe this one's uh, you know, we put it on the back burner. What's your certain uh, your criteria, if you will, or your guys is, or all of your criteria when it comes to selecting events that you would possibly attend. Well, from David, a you want local to standpoint. Yeah. So from, <clears throat> You know, when you're starting out, I almost think of it like baby steps, man. You get into any local event, any real estate event, anything that's where people are just gathering that are in the business. And then from there, it seems like it grows. Then someone will say, hey, you should check out this event that's over in this part of town. And then as you grow more and more and more, and then you get involved with all the, the Internet stuff with Facebook and Instagram. And then you get part of all the different groups on, for instance, Facebook, we're on a lot of different groups there. And then from there, they'll say, hey, we're having a meetup, you know, Paul, myself, and a friend of ours, an ER doctor, you know, something popped up for uh, South Carolina. Um, so Charleston, South Carolina, we're like, hey, they said there's a networking event in like four weeks or something like that. We decided that we're going to that networking event, you know what I mean? So I think as you start, man, you get in everything you possibly can because you're also learning and then as you learn then you can get a little more selective where you go uh but then for instance like where we met you at the grant cardone event um that that event's absolutely uh we weren't even planning on going 
just because the group that's helping us with a deal, be our, our key principal uh, to sign on a big loan. They were like, you guys got to go. You got to go. We're like, me and Paul are like, ah, do we really want to go all the way to Florida? We've been to all this different. We went and it was amazing. So um, hopefully that um, summarizes, but it, it's, it's just, man, get everywhere you can when you're starting. Absolutely. I, I love that, you know, because again, like I've been, I want some, I want some of the listeners to hear this from like somebody else. It's not me because I have the same advice, you know, but sometimes it's got to come from another voice. Right. And I know a lot of people like they're overwhelmed. They're like, oh, do I belong in the room yet? Can I bring any value to the room yet? What would you say to someone that's maybe brand new? Like, hey, David, look, I haven't even bought my first property yet. You know, like and these guys, they're big time investors. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't even know real estate yet. You know, should I wait before I get into the room? No, absolutely not. That's what they teach. Everybody as successful. People typically say they always try to find somebody smarter to work with. Mm-hmm. So if you find the next guy that's smarter than you, you want to network with that person. So, yeah, I mean, but I think what the, the other important thing to note is if I'm new, don't go making some stories up to them saying how, oh, you've been doing this for years and years and years because, then they're going to call your bluff and that's not really help you with networking. Um, yeah, just get into the room and, uh, yeah, let people know you're new and people always tend to want to help. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that'll just help you grow faster. I think. I love that. So if you guys are listening, right, like it, it, it truly is an advantage, especially when you are in the proper room to let them know you're new. Like David just said, people want to help. The right room, if you're in the right environment at the right, I call it the campfire. If you're standing around the right campfire and they see that you actually, you know, got out of your comfort zone to be there and you are just authentic, they will pour into you more than you can ever possibly imagine. So I'm curious to know. um, Let me, let me touch one thing on that too. So, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I think myself, David, everybody, when you first go start going out, and getting into these rooms, it's scary. It really is. Like, you don't know, like, just going up to people and talking to total strangers, right? It's hard at first, especially your very first events you go to, right? You're a little bit shy. You're a little bit intimidated. And, like, it's normal, though. Don't think that you're not normal because you sort of feel that way when you're walking into these rooms. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. Trust me, the more and more you do it, the easier it'll get. And then before you know it, you're just walking in, you're talking to everybody and you're acting like you own the place. Yep. Can I share a secret? When we were at growth conference, I actually made it a point that anyone that, you know, I felt like almost like nervous or somewhat uncomfortable, or I naturally wouldn't just walk over and go speak to. I actually would go over and just start talking to them. You know, it's like, even like David, like I, I forget like how you and I started talking, but like, I think I saw you like as I was coming out of the bathroom and I was like, I don't know that guy. We, we got to go start talking. Yep. And, you know, yes. <laughs> amazing, like just conversation, a good connection. It was just like, wow, here's someone else that has that life in their eyes, that fire in their eyes. And I want to add this recommendation for people, you know, and I'm sure that you and Paul do this, right? That Paul, yourself and David and Sherry, when you all go to events that, you don't bunch up together, but you actually spread out amongst the room. So you're not just talking to one another the entire time, but you actually go out and make separate connections and you will go out and connect with different people. Is that a safe, uh, safe assumption? Yeah, I mean, that's correct. Like David was like, dude, I didn't even know that you met Michael Bold, Bold Realty at the event the other day. He was like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, I was just talking to him and got his business card. And tip- sometimes I don't like, 
he he introduced himself more. I was like, hey, I'm Michael with Bull Realty. And I didn't look at his business card when he hands it to me. I just usually don't. I put him on pocket. So really, I didn't realize that he was the CEO of Bull Realty until the next day when I looked at his card. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, that just goes to show, like David was all the way on the other side of the room, had no clue I was talking to him, you know? Yep. And that's the way it should be. So I got a question, and this one's geared at you, Sherry. You know, with them being essentially like, I, I get a sense like entrepreneurs, um, you know, we tend to get a little squirrel brained, right? Running around and just, you know, shiny object, shiny object, shiny object. What are you doing to help reel them in and to keep things concise and moving forward? Because that is literally like, if you have an answer for that, you are like solving one of the <laughs> biggest problems like in our space that most of us deal with as a challenge. Well, now keep in mind, David and I are the ones that normally work together. And, and uh, David is very, he is very shiny and squirrely. And we are, and, and there's been many times that he's been looking for the low lying fruit, right? Um, because he did leave his job. And, and I want to kind of go back and even talk about what y'all were saying with that earlier. Mm-hmm. I hope people realize, like you said, it's a, it's a ways down the road before you see that money. So if you don't have enough money saved up, don't quit your job right now. Um, it was a big David had some money. He had access to some money, but he waited a while before he quit his job. And, um, and, you know, and then as he starts to see those funds go down and we haven't got the deals, then he starts looking for that low fruit. He's like, oh, maybe we just need to, maybe we need to do this. Maybe we need to do that. And so there were some times, you know, and then I look at him as he's my boss. He's also my business partner, you know, because we have some properties now together. Um, but whenever I'm looking at him as my boss, I approach him, I, you know, say, Hey, you know, well, um, I think that we should do this, you know, to to just kind of keep him on track whenever we do get to have a time to sit down and actually talk about things like that, about how we need to approach things. So it's just a sit down heart to heart. He knows his wife knows that I am, uh, that I'm, my goal is to help not my goal is to help them as much as I can for them to get for them to get where they want to be. I wouldn't be even in this situation if it weren't for David. I didn't even know what multifamily investing was. I thought that was for rich people way up high. And that, you know, when I passed an apartment building, I just thought, oh, somebody really rich owns that. I didn't realize that it can work the way that it works, mm-hmm. you know. So anyway, so, yeah, don't quit your day job just yet, you know, unless you've got a chunk of money. Um, you want to hold on to that. And I want to add something back in another thing, kind of spinning back to where you were a while ago is that I think that, um, if somebody's wanting to get into this, because now that I know what it is and how it is, um, look at, do some soul searching, find out what your strength is and then go, how can I help somebody else? And when you do that, when you go and you approach somebody in that way, you can, you know, start off if you have to work for free, give it for free, because um, you're going to learn and get what you need. And then and then the increase will come to you. So, you know, that's what God says always, you know, you take it to him and he'll provide the increase. So that's, you know, how how people if they'll approach it that way and you'll really look out for other people in that way, he'll add the increase and you'll be okay. Look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but you all asked for it, and it's finally here. We finally created a space for us to come together every day and have these kinds of conversations. Not just be a fly on the wall and listen, but actually be in the room talking to one another, throwing ideas back and forth about mindset, business, entrepreneurship, 
growth, the books we're reading, the conferences we're going to, the conferences we're hosting, everything under the sun that has to do with entrepreneurship. You name it, we're talking about it. That's right, MorningMindsetCoffee.com. Every day, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern, we're getting together with entrepreneurs from all over the world so that we can grow together. You heard it a million times over. Your network is your net worth. So for $1, you can get into a room that will change your life. What are you waiting for? MorningMindsetCoffee.com. I'll see you in the morning. Now back to the episode. Sherry, you're speaking to my soul right now. You're speaking to my soul. And it's funny because since you all know Keston as well, you know that this month has been all about submission, right? That's right. You know, obedient to the mission, obedient to the vision. And it's such a beautiful thing when you see how a team is able to come together on that, when you're able to recognize, hey, you know, the role of essentially, let's call it the leader, is not to have the attention be on themselves, but to shift that attention onto the vision, onto the goal. And then the team, the followers, the helpers, the people that are helping make this vision a reality should be coming back and saying like, hey, leader, if you're falling off the vision, hey, reminding each other constantly it's a back and forth right it's a together like we're all on the same page together looking to create the same thing i absolutely love that because that's crucial and that's i'm starting to feel how this team and how you guys work how it's a dynamic uh situation here well let me touch base on exactly what you were just saying right so david and i down in columbus georgia south georgia david got under contract um two quadruplexes side by side Mm -hmm. so eight units total and Dave and I were sitting there talking and it was we can close on them we can renovate them we can rent them out for pretty decent money and hold them but does that really fit into our long-term goal right I mean we're we're trying to go big so how much is eight doors really going to help us right now when we could maybe just wholesale them back out like we were talking about wholesaling wholesale them back out basically make a little bit and use that money to propel us to the next deal, right? So that's ultimately what we're, we're doing right now. We've, we're getting them both under a contract with another buyer or, or signing the contract and taking down that deal so that we can focus on the bigger picture down the road. So let's talk about that for a second because, Paul, you've like you struck a, like a chord with me. You struck a nerve, man, because – I've been, so I do something every day at 11 o'clock where I take out an hour of my schedule to help, right? To help people just, here's my calendar link, book time with me, the entire 30 minute session, two 30 minute sessions, just whatever questions you need. It could be business, personal, whatever, like it's all about you. And what I've been finding is a lot of people, when I ask them, what do you need are a little lost. So I simply ask, well, what are you going for? And they don't know what they're aiming for. So I love what you just said, because you know what you're aiming for. The decision-making process today becomes a lot easier when you're looking at an opportunity to now figure out, does this make sense to move forward with, or does it not? Because it's not that this is a bad deal. It's does this deal move me any closer to the vision that I have set for me? Because now we're looking at opportunity cost. And that's something I think a lot of people don't measure. Yep. Agreed completely. So I, I love that. I absolutely love that you use that, uh, the vision as a, uh, basically you're using this as a reference point of, hey, how far away are we from the vision with making this decision? Is it getting us closer or is it moving us further away? 
Yep. It's, a, it's right, it, now, you know, right now it's right now with just the industry and I, you every single family, multifamily, mm-hmm. it's such a sort of, they're just, it, it's so competitive out there. So we just happen to have a few things that came our way and we're like, Hey, we're putting an offer in on that because even if it doesn't fit our criteria, a couple of dollars coming in from that deal will fit our criteria because that just keeps us, you know, keeps the lights on. We can go out and have a steak dinner maybe after it closes, um, that kind of a thing, you know? So I love that. So I want to know, you know, especially from having been in a space where you have worked smaller deals, single family, fix and flip, things of that nature, to now moving into the multifamily space where you're looking at larger numbers, right? everything about it gets scaled up. The amount, the property management, the due diligence, like all of it gets scaled up. What sort of mental shift did you have to go through, if any, um, you know, really in order to start tackling on this multifamily space? I'd love to hear from each of you, um, because especially you, Sherry, because it sounds like, especially with the comment you made earlier that, oh my gosh, like I didn't even realize this was possible for me. I always just assumed it was for some folks out there who were flying around to their private islands, island hopping all day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, so keep, ask the question and ask, ask me a specific, ask me specifically again to ask me that question. And I'm going to try to give you an answer. Yeah. So I want to know what sort of mindset shift did you have to go through in order to start coming into this space? You know, are there, different like basically is your mind fighting against you sometimes as you're looking at these deals thinking like I, I can't do this or was there something that you had to work through to get your place self to the place where you're saying oh no this is very possible so yeah I would say because we didn't really have a network you know like some like it depends on where you come from and what kind of network you have maybe you already know people who have a good amount of money or something like that and the the few and I've told David this several times is that the few people I know who do have a little bit of money I'm not asking them for their money until I'm already invested myself in some sort of way either I'm managing properties and I'm successful at it or I've got my money in it and I see that it's going to be okay I'm not going to ask other people that that trust me you know, whenever I, can, I haven't proven this, right, myself, I haven't got my own skin in the game. So um, when I first came on board here, um, I think that looking at these big deals that were expensive and stuff, I was thinking, where are we going to get the money? <laughs> Who do we know? You know, and this kind of thing. And so we didn't really have a network yet. And it takes a while to it, it took a while for us to build our network, you know, and then um, it even got to the point to where um to where we've heard this, this, the the law of the first deal. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people talk about the law of the first deal. You got to break that law of the first deal. And um, we were close to breaking the law um, last year and it didn't happen. We got so close. I mean, we were down to the day of closing and stuff and things fell apart and we didn't go to close and it was heartbreaking. You know, Um, it was, uh, you know, David and Paul had, money in it they had to let go of that money some of them you know what I'm saying because they could have went back to their investors and said um oh well hey sorry guys it fell apart so this is what it costs for us to get to this point you don't get your money back but they didn't these two guys ate that money you know they ate it and um that was uh that was hard you know and um anyway so after that I think I thought um 
we just got to get into some sort of deal. I told David, I said, I don't care if it's a little bitty deal. I just want to get into a deal. We got to break that law of the first deal. And then David started looking in Columbus, Georgia. And I thought, well, you know, that's two and a half hours away, but okay, we'll, we'll go down there. And we bought a duplex. And because of that, and I don't, it doesn't qualify as our law of the first deal probably, but because of that duplex, we made a relationship with that broker. And one day I was like, coughing my head off. I mean, I had like, you know, I mean, I don't know if I'm pretty sure I had COVID, but anyway, coughing my head off and I'm into the phone and I can barely speak. I'm coughing so hard. And I'm like, if you find us a deal, we'll pay you a fee, you know, this kind of thing. And um, it wasn't no time after that, that she brings us a deal. And it's the one that these guys are working to close on right now, you know, um, and that, and because of that, and because it's so, it, all of this, how it came together, um, Keston, we met through a networking group that David started, a local networking group. And here comes Keston and he sits down and he tells us how he's doing all this single family. And I'm loving his story and everything, but I'm thinking, gosh, I feel bad for Keston. I mean, you know, this is single family. He's doing single family and stuff. And this is all multifamily. And I just, you know, I'm sure he'll get there sometime. Well, we kept, you know, talking to Keston, you know, just randomly about whatever, you know, was coming up. And then next thing you know, Keston's in here working this deal with us on this multifamily and it's going to be Keston's first big multifamily deal, you know? And so that was building in the meantime, um, I found a deal uh, online and it was direct to owner of a little bitty six unit. And I mean, I mean, I'm all excited about this six unit, you know, cause I'm thinking this is a little deal. We can get into this one, you know, and it'll be our law. This will actually qualify as our law of the first deal. We'll break the law of the first deal. And so um, we just closed on it. it. It took a bunch of stuff to get there. I mean, because of you just have to say the owner, she's she's elderly and she's in California and here we are in Georgia. And it was just a thing back and forth. But anyway, I think it's just for me, it was, you know, I had I had just a little bit of money and I saw the potential of what all these people are doing because David has has brought me along for the ride. Anytime that there's any kind of education videos, whatever. He let me be a part of that. And I saw what was happening. And so I was growing and mentally preparing. And so finally I told David, I was like, Hey, I got a little bit of money and I'll put it in there. You know, whenever we find something, I'll go. And every chance that, you know, every opportunity that I could help them out, whether it be with earnest money or whatever, you know, I've, I've tried to do my part and, um, you know, see, we're seeing where it's going. I'm, so yeah, I've been growing. You have no idea how like excited I am right now. Cause like, again, like normally like my interviews are one-on-one and like, I'm getting to have like a team right now and I'm seeing this, like, I'm like, wow, this is a solid team. I'm seeing just the way you guys like the energy there. And I'm thinking, okay, this is super cool to hear just how, you know, everyone's consistently boosting each other up, growing each other up. Right. David isn't because we see this sometimes where a teammate feels like, well, this is my value add. I don't necessarily want to share it with the other person because now they're not going to need me. And it's the complete opposite where you say, hey, this is everything I have. Take take a look. And you're vice versa. You're now doing the same thing. You're reciprocating that back to him. I I love this. I'm just going yeah. to share. <laughs> we do, too. <laughs> <laughs> they say team together. Everybody achieves more, you know. So, no, it's absolutely true. I don't have all the strengths. He doesn't have all the strengths. We all we all have to rely on each other. And I said the biggest thing. So you you brought up that um, the question from the standpoint of you know the 
jump from like a smaller deal to bigger deals. Mm-hmm. So the uh, biggest thing is, I think, education. Uh, I took two different courses, Ari Mentor and then Tim Bratz uh, with Commercial Empire. Oh, nice. And yep. I believe uh, that's what really helped us escalate uh, Commercial Empire, where they did Zoom calls when you took their course. I went down February 2020. After that, we were connected every day, Monday through Friday, you could get on an hour Zoom call with their team that was at the time had probably two or 3,000 doors under their belt. Um, and they were in the multifamily space and that really helped reject us. So yeah, it is, it's definitely scary because you, because you don't really know how to underwrite the bigger deals. Single family is done differently than the multifamily. Um, so yeah, I think uh, getting the education is really big. And, you know, we always tell everybody, if anybody's ever interested in learning, we're all about teaching, you know, I'm not going to ask you for money. Eventually, if we, if we do the course, um, then, then of course we would sell the course. But right now we always tell anybody, if you're, this is something you want to do and you don't have the money to go pay for some guy's course, come on, hang out with us. We're mm-hmm. perfectly fine with uh, sharing the knowledge because I know it just helps me grow. I'm trying to teach somebody. Yep. So, and then eventually that person's going to have a deal and go, well, I don't know what to do. Well, where are they going to take it to go right, bring it to us. You know, and if not, that's okay. But, but we're all about just, just teaching, you know, I, helping. So that's that's actually really cool that you say that too, because like people, and I want them to understand that, and I want them to hear this, right? Because it's it's so transparent, right? It's like we understand the value of pouring into other people. It always comes back around, like this community, especially within the real estate entrepreneurial space. You find that a lot of the people are understanding of the go giver ethos of those laws of stratospheric success, where the more I give, the more I am able to receive and not always necessarily looking to receive it from the person I gave to just having faith that, you know, Hey, God's got it, right? right? God's going to circle it back around. I, no worries. You don't got it to give. Don't worry. He's got me. I'm still, my job is to pour into you. That's the mission here. So everybody helping each other, you know? Yeah. And and for me, everybody's story is a little different for me. It was, you know, I was doing my dental business. I'm selling the, the C, CBCT machines that, you know, panos that go around the head and, and do a scan um, of a person's skull and things like that to, to, for jaw movement, for teeth movement, things like that. And with that, it's like, I'll sell something, but that doctor buys that piece of equipment. He's set for like the next five or 10 years. Right. So, for me, it's like I was always having to chase that next cell. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way mm. to life than constantly having to change that next cell. And that's when I really started studying multifamily before I met David and those guys. I was like, let me look into multifamily. I've had single family. I've had rentals. I'm sort of tired of the single family realm. So I started studying multifamily. And I was like, even when I met David, I'm like, what do I have to lose? Like, if I can find a deal, I might not go in and be like, okay, I got 20% ownership or 100% ownership. But if I even get in at 3% or 5%, it's a step in the right direction. So don't think that you have to have a huge ownership stake into something. Even if you take a little piece just to get started, just to get the experience. And by doing that, even if you take a little piece of like like a 3% ownership or a 5% ownership, the people that are taking down that deal, you're going to learn from what they're doing to take down that deal. So that way it's building your confidence. So down the road, you can take down your own deal. But the idea is to learn and to surround your people, yourself with those people to learn. So even if you just take a little small ownership 
percentage and let those people teach you, it's the best way to learn hands-on hands-on experience, go for it, go after it. You know, this is, this is powerful, right? Because essentially, you know, you're recognizing that direction matters more than speed. You know, like it's just, as long as you're moving in the right direction with the right people, you know, that's the opportunity to jump into, you know, and I I love what you said, right. Where it's like, you know, sometimes people hear like, I'm only getting 3%. It's like, you're looking at it way too small. You're looking at just one transaction right? This is a relationship business. This is reoccurring. This is over and over and over and compounding on itself. The relationships compound, the time, the money, the energy, all that compounds to build, you know, so being able to have that sort of foresight and be able to be around other people that also think what I found entrepreneurs, especially the higher levels, they think further and further and further into the future. They don't really concern themselves so much with just next week, next month, they're out there thinking about next year, next five years, next decade, next two decades. And they're living today from a place of out there, which is amazing. Yep. You know, I love that. Yep. So, so I want to be respectful of you guys' time, right? And check this out. I like to ask uh, this question near the end. I'm a big, big reader, right? Like I'm constantly, my nose is in a book, right? I learned a lot from, you know, a lot of mentors who I've never even met face-to-face, but they've mentored me through their books, through their words. You know, for myself, some of these books have been so mind-shifting that my life has not been the same. I would like for each of you to share at least one book, and it can be any book about anything. It doesn't have to be real estate related. It can be literally anything that was a total paradigm shift for you. Like you read this book and you've never quite gone back to being the same since. I mean, I could start. I think my mine which literally made me do like a mind shift was rich dad poor dad mm. when i read that book i was like okay i've got to change what i'm doing right um and that was that was really i mean it created a whole sort of a movement for me it was okay i've read rich dad poor dad and i don't want to sit where i'm at i'm trying to to move bigger places right the idea is to leave a legacy for my family for my kids and the only way to do that is to change what I'm currently doing in the present, right? So that's that book really made me realize that I needed to change the direction and the trajectory of where I was going and moving to. Such a powerful book. Awesome. How about yourself, David? So me, um, never been a big reader. Um, oh. but I've been pushed and pushed over the years to read more. I think the thing that one of the ones that stands out is Four Pillars, I believe is the one that's basically about a, something along the lines of a guy that breaks down and he shows up at the front of this house and it's a big, big house. It probably has four pillars out front and long, short story of it is this guy is a very, very, very wealthy guy through real estate and he never really, really tells, tells him towards the, until the end. And I think maybe the guy ends up dying, but uh, that's one of the ones with me is just basically, um, it was just another very inspiring story about a guy that was very, very well off, but was very private about it with this guy that he was trying to help or mentor or something about him breaking down. And then he kept coming back for advice to this guy as a mentor. And, but the guy had never really, really said much about what he had. And I don't know, that inspired me just the the fact that, um, and that's just one of those books that just really inspired me. It's four pillars. I like that. And how about yourself, Sherry? 
So um, I'm not a big reader either, but there are a, um, a, not in books anyway, it seems like. It seems like I read constantly throughout the day. But anyway, um, there was one, it's called You Can't Teach a Kid to Ride a Bike at a Seminar. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. And there's also one, and I can't think of the name of it. It's been years and years ago, um, but it's about selling. I want to say it was something like the, the something laws of selling. Um, but probably anyway, six, that was probably six figure. Maybe six figure. Probably. Um, but anyway, it was a good book. And really one of the things that, that I learned from that, and actually it was a, a girl that um, she taught me probably one of the biggest lessons. And it's one that I just told you about earlier is my sister and I had a, had a business where we worked our tail off um, and we did event rentals for weddings. And we were, I'm telling you, breaking our backs, working ridiculous hours, bare to bare sleep um, houses, our house, our home life was falling apart. I mean, I had, my house was horrible anyway. And um, this girl came in and she saw our mess because we had a mess of a place. It was more work than what we could handle. And she comes in and she says, um, I want all your stuff at my wedding. She said, but I can't afford it. She said, but I'll come in here and I'll work for you. Every, every day that I'm off, I'll be here and I'll, I'll organize and I'll clean and I'll do whatever you need me to do if you'll decorate my wedding. And we said, okay, we need somebody to help clean us up. Please, you do that. We'll decorate your wedding. And I've told David this. It's one of the most powerful things that I learned was that she gave me something. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't come in and, and beat me down and say, you, you, you know, this is $10,000. I, I only have one. Instead, she come in and said, if you'll do this for me, I'll do this for you. And, um, but she said it in a much more sweeter way. As a matter of fact, she came in with a big old layout. She had drawn our whole shop and she had shown me how she was going to organize. I mean, she had invested some time in this. Wow. And that was one of the books. She worked for a jeweler and, uh, she was kind of in sales, but, um, uh, for the jeweler, but anyway, um, so she had to do all these sales courses and stuff and she brought me the book to read. And, and that was one of the things is that, to give, you know, and it made sense because again, this wraps into the Bible. That's what he tells you to do. Yeah. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, if you just do what he tells you to do, things will normally work out. Well, things will always mm-hmm. work out, but anyway, so that was, um, one of, one of my, and, and it came from that sale. I wish I could think of the name of it, but. You know, really, you know what's really cool about that is, especially what you just said, especially with that young woman that came into your life, you know, as she gave you the gift of this book and she came in and she gave value first, right? Like she actually sold you on herself. She sold you on the value that she could bring in. And I love what you said that she invested time. Like you can tell that it wasn't, you know, just this afterthought, right? But it was actually a very intentional, hey, how can I actually bring value, which is something, especially a lot of newer individuals stepping into a room, stepping into a space are trying to understand, well, they've heard the concept of, I want to bring value. So they see the millionaire, they see, they're going to see you all. They're going to be like, wow, this team is so cool. I want to learn from them. I want to learn real estate from them. And I want to figure out how to bring them value. And this young woman, she actually took the time to, I imagine, come in at some point, observe the shop, actually Mm -hmm. take a look around. Mm-hmm. And then she figured, okay, knowing herself, knowing her skill set, where she could add value, which is something that David and Paul spoke about earlier as well on knowing yourself, knowing 
what your value add is, knowing what your strengths are to be able to now say, you know, like Paul said, like I can now add my strength into this equation. So that's powerful. Yep. Oh yeah. Everybody has a strength. Everybody has a talent, a gift. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's figuring out what, what yours is and, and doing something with it, you know? I love that. So here's my final question. This is one of my favorite questions to ask. And it goes a little something like this. I want you to imagine that each of you tomorrow, when you wake up, you are a total blank slate. You don't remember anything. I'm talking total memory erase. Like it's like men in black where they flash you in the eyes. You know, you're not scared. You're not waking up. It's not like a horror movie, you know, but as you're coming to consciousness, you don't remember any of the lessons you've learned. You don't remember the books. You don't remember the experiences. You don't remember the deals, just none of the networking events. I'm talking totally blank. You start to have a, a thought. A thought comes to you and you begin to immediately accept the thought and there's no hesitation about it. There's no doubt about it. You just accept it as full on truth, 100% totally. And this first thought become is this, this becomes the foundation for everything else to come. What would you ideally like that first thought to be? Who do we ideally what? I missed that. <laughs> what would you ideally like for that first thought to be? I, I could start. I mean, I think for me, it's would be asking for help, right? I mean, a lot of us, especially as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we try to do everything ourselves, right? We're like, oh, it's just easier. I'll just do it myself or whatever it is, right? Um, but I mean, obviously, when you wake up, if you're not going to know anything, like ask for help, all right? And you start taking baby steps and you have somebody start helping you and teaching you and then you just going and then if you're constantly asking for help it can take you in, in the direction you want to go whatever direction it is it doesn't matter but don't be don't be afraid to ask for help first thing that comes to me is faith mm-hmm. i like Just that faith. some powerful answers <laughs> and how about yourself sherry gosh this is, I don't know how to put it into words, but um, I want everybody to have better. I like put that. that, you know, to make to for you to see what I see, but I just want everybody to have better. So what can I do to help, I guess, you know, to, for everybody to have better. This is amazing. I can see why this team works. At the at the core, there's a strong, there's a very strong resonance at the core for each of you, based off of your core values, just based off of those answers. I absolutely appreciate that. So I want to know now for people that are listening and they're like, wow, I like this team. I like this squad. And you know, they want to take you up on your offer to come and to learn real estate, to get connected, just even, especially if they're in the area to come out and meet you, how can they come out and meet, meet up with y'all? Where should they go to find you? How do they find you online? Where should everybody go? Sure. Um, I mean, anybody can call me. I always answer my phone. So, I mean, if anybody wants to jot down my number, it's 404-358-5469. 
I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Paul, last name's Harmeyer, H-A-R-M-E-Y-E-R. Um, and then you can always email me at paul at harmeyercapitalpartners.com. And we basically, you know, we're on all the different pages too, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, David, last name, Kreuss, P-R-E-U-S-S, uh, cell number 678-457-8664. We have an office number 678-653-9394. You can connect through LinkedIn. You can connect through Facebook as a friend request. Um, maybe don't do the friend request on Facebook, you know, maybe reach out to myself because I get so many of them. And if I don't have a lot of connections, I may not connect with you just so that it's just overwhelming sometimes. So yeah, just call us, um, and, or just reach out to us through uh, a cell phone or the office number. Always willing to help. No problem. I love that. And Sherry's like, I'm keeping my privacy. She's like, I'm going (laughs) to, the office office number. Yeah, yeah, the office number, you know, because I, I'll, I'll tell everybody this. I, I'm David can tell you this. Whenever I get here every morning, I plant my butt in this seat and I hardly get up from this seat. I am hardcore at this all day long. And whenever I get home, I'm not wealthy enough yet to have a housekeeper or somebody meal prepping for our family. So that those responsibilities fall on on Mama Bear here. And uh, so I try to give my family their time in the evenings. Um, so. Anyway, but these guys, they definitely get their share as, as we as we have tasks that need to be done. So, yes, call me on the office number. I am here. I love that. I love this. And, you know, just fair warning, right? Like more and more listeners are plugging into Into the Mind. More and more listeners are plugging into this show. So if people start calling you and they're just like, hey, I heard you on the podcast. You did it to yourselves. But they're always quality people. It's quality people that listen to uh-huh. We'll send you a bill for it later. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're, 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 I'm going to tell anyone, like, if you reach out to the team here, make sure, make it valuable for yourselves and them. Bring a deal to the table. Bring an opportunity to the table. Bring something that you're struggling. Bring a problem to the table so that you can all work together and learn versus just asking the hypotheticals, right? Bring something that you guys can all gain value from. At least that's my recommendation on how, if you're thinking, all right, how am I going to bring value to this team? Bring a deal. Just be like, hey, I, I found this deal. I'm not sure what to do with it. Bring that opportunity. Bring that lead to the team. So I want, to, awesome. I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Like, I mean, you're literally driving. Like, this is super cool that you know, <laughs> we're able to either make excuses or we can make results. And you chose, you all chose results today. So I appreciate you immensely for being here. I look forward to working with y'all in the future, some more staying connected and building. And thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. Hey, yeah. thank, thank, thank you so much. We really appreciate you having us on. It's yeah. been awesome. Yeah. Okay, guys. So I really hope you enjoyed that interview. Once again, I ask that if you receive any value at all, I mean anything, if one thing stood out to you, leave a comment below, let people know what that thing was, let us know what it was, we do read all of the comments, and absolutely share this with a friend, that is how we help each other, okay, the best thing you can do is pass on knowledge and information that's helping you grow, send that out to your friends, help them grow, 
build your network and build your power team. Let's all get this together. So I want you guys to click that share button, click that like button, subscribe, make sure you're here for the next episode. And remember that the greatness is already inside of you.